You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy that you're here with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, a podcaster, a producer, and I'm the youngest sister. And I have the question of the week. What is your favorite fall beverage? Liz, let's go to you. Okay. I am Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. I am the middle sister. I am a podcaster and a marketer. And just just switching from white wine to red wine count. It's kind of that red wine. <laughs> it's that red wine time of year. And then you fire up the uh, fireplace here in my living room. That's pretty much my, that's my move this time of Is year. Is this sort of like a daylight savings time thing, Liz, that when you <laughs> exactly. fall back your clocks, you just crack open the red wine? Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? Well, this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. I'm a podcaster and a nana. And I would have to say my favorite fall beverage is cider, hot or cold. I love to get some fresh cider at this time of year. And that nothing says fall more than cider to me. Mm-hmm. Leanne? Well, then, Julie, I want you to take a look at my new favorite fall beverage. It's from Spindrift. You know the Spindrift? Oh, yeah, beverages water. that are a little bit, yeah, it's water, but a little bit real fruit juice. They have one called Spiced Apple Cider Sparkling Water. Oh. It is delicious. I don't know if you remember Slice Soda from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm going to miss that. Wasn't Slice just kind of a 7-Up ripoff kind of thing? No, it, well, it was real fruit juice in a soda. And oh, so yeah. that okay. was sort right. of a... It, it was, they only produced it for a couple years in the 80s, and I've been looking for a substitute ever since. And Spindrift now makes the spice apple cider sparkling water. It's great. Anyway, I don't mean to derail the show, but it's a great product. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Because the show this week is great because we had such a great time at the Big Fun Weekend. And we're going to tell you all about it this week, this show. Like we, we looked at other options for the show. We decided, no, let's just talk about what it was like to get 175 Satellite Sisters together in a hotel in Minneapolis because there were so many lessons we learned and great moments we had. And just, Julie, you said it yesterday. You called it transformative the weekend. I did. I, f- I felt like it was really a very unique and uh, special uh, experience to go through. So we're going to take you through some highlights from the weekend. Then we're going to share some lessons learned, which if you're planning an event for any kind of organization or a college or a high school reunion or just a great girlfriend weekend, we learned a lot about gathering big groups of women this weekend. And then for entertaining sisters, a behind the scenes on our tour of Liz. What do we do on Sunday? Paisley Park, baby. We went to Prince's Sanctuary right outside of Minneapolis, Paisley Park, where it all happened. We have yeah. a lot to tell you. Yeah, a lot to tell us. So uh, so that's the show for this week. So I'm just going to start by giving people who weren't there at the Big Fun Weekend just a short recap of the event so that you know what the schedule was when we refer back. Mm-hmm. Um, on Thursday, we arrived in Minneapolis and so did a few early birds. So there were a few satellite sisters that came in Thursday night. We were there. We had to pack up 
all the gift bags. We had to get the swag bags going for our people. Um, but the Satellite Sisters were already there in the bar, meeting up, having fun. Friday night was the official kickoff. We did it right down the street from the hotel. We were staying at the Hilton in downtown Minneapolis. Um, there was a great British pub there called Brit's Pub. Uh, so we had just a happy hour at Brit's Pub. Special guest star, unannounced guest star, Monica Dolan at, at Brit's Pub. In the house. That was, that was great. She was sort of yes. the stealth sister that she just <laughs> snuck in and there she was and she had a great time. Right. Saturday morning, we had planned a few events for attendees. We didn't want to overplan people's schedule. We wanted to give them a few things to do, but then there was plenty of downtime. And as someone said to me, thank you, plenty of time for naps. So that's important. <laughs> um, so Saturday morning, you could choose from yoga or friendship bracelet making or walking to the Mary Tyler Moore statue. We're going to hear more about that. Saturday afternoon, we did a live podcast. That's not something we do a lot. Tape shows live. So that was really fun in front of a studio audience. And then we we did a photo line. So everybody who wanted a picture with all three of us got a picture. Saturday night was the Mamma Mia dance party. I don't know if it could have gone any better. We're going to know. No, no, no. A good time was had by all is all you could yeah. do at Mamma Mia dance party. And then Sunday morning, we had a coffee for everybody before they left. It was just, you know, at eight o'clock, eight to nine o'clock coffee. and. Don't you know it? Felt like everyone showed up for that coffee. We so, so we're going to exceeded our expectations again. Yeah. It really, it really did. So that was the schedule of events and I'll just start by the early bird arrivals. I mean, uh, first of all, it was great to get to Minneapolis. Uh the weather was threatening. Uh there was a little rain Thursday and then it did pour, absolutely pour on Friday. So we were glad to get in. Our event producer Sarah Alice uh, who was fantastic. She had all gathered all the materials for our swag bag. So Julie, Liz, and I spent two hours filling the swag bags in her um, her hotel room. It was an aerobic activity, that swag bag. <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> <laughs> I was tired. We were tired afterwards, but we went downstairs and there must've been about a dozen satellite sisters there early. They had They did not appear to know each other ahead of time. But those early birds stuck together. They call themselves the Thursday night crew now. By the end of the weekend, they had bonded fast. They were just having a drink in the lobby. We went down. They bought us a glass of wine, which is super nice. We got some early photos with them. And I think it was just an indicator of how psyched people were to be there, which was a mm-hmm. theme that just mm-hmm. carried on. Mm-hmm. They came with a lot of love. They were open to meeting new people. They looked right away, very comfortable. And they were wearing like, themed satellite sister gear and matching clothes. It was unbelievable, frankly. Already. Already. They were already in the spirit of things. And And some of them, some of them came alone. Exactly. And were originally unsure about that, but immediately found their people. By Thursday night, they had already found their people. Other people came with their BFF. It was all good all the time. Right. We should say that there were other conventions going on in the hotel, but we could somehow... Satellite sisters could suss out other satellite sisters, right? We'd yes. look them in the, the eye or they, I mean, they may have recognized us, but we we didn't, you know, we could kind of recognize like they were our people. And that was really fun uh, to meet everyone. Yes, it was. It was. And then Friday, Julie, tell us about the Friday. Friday night. Now, Friday, it poured rain in Minneapolis, you know, and so Friday night, our, our kickoff, 
um, event um, at Brit's Pub. It was a cold and rainy night, but that did not stop anyone. Everyone came to the Brit's Pub. We, we had a cozy private room upstairs, and um, they arrived with smiles and a full heart. That's what I would say. People were ready for some big fun. And uh, there was some pre-gaming going on in the bar downstairs yeah. <laughs> uh, before. For yes, some. We, we saw you, the people that were there early. Yes. yes. Which is good. We encourage that. Okay. And then, Leanne, this was an idea that I cooked up. I know you and Liz were a little skeptical about it, but I said, I think we should have some cheerleaders to greet people and really get into the big fun. So I bought some pom-poms, and we had a volunteer cheerleading squad from the Satellite Sisters. They could sign up ahead of time. But again, what surprised me, Leanne, is... Mm. People came ready for this assignment, including one woman who came in her cheerleading outfit, okay? <laughs> but beyond that, beyond that, the cheerleaders organized themselves. They organized their Mamma Mia cheer routine. And as people came up this pretty steep set of stairs to go into the private room, they were met by this just this precision team of cheerleaders doing this Mamma Mia cheer. They were so surprised when they came around the uh, corner. And that were they? I was already in the room, so I didn't get to see the reaction to the. Uh, oh, yeah. It was they came up when they saw they did not know. So this is what I mean. And I think this is one of the big themes for the weekend is the Satellite Sisterhood took it to the next level. Mm -hmm. I mean, I expected a little shaking. I did not expect a coordinated dance routine that went on for quite some time. Also at our event on Friday night, we had a signature cocktail, which, Leon, this was your choice, and it was delicious. It was Prosecco, cranberry, and limoncello. Just the right mix of sweet and tart, and we named it the Sparkling Edna after our mother, which was great fun, and you could get both the alcoholic version or a non-alcoholic version. And to go with that, we had some very hearty and delicious hors d'oeuvres, okay? I saw some excellent-looking fish and chips go by. I, because I was so busy with the cheerleaders, I never I never got to do that. But I will then, say about the food, you know, I've been to events where no one eats the food, not this group. Oh, no. Those people <laughs> came in, and they, they hit the buffet. They waited in line at the bar. They were on it. They were ready for fish and chips and all that the night had to offer. It was fun to see. So, you know, we've been talking on Satellite Sisters that I was going to cook up an icebreaker. And here's what I'd say about our icebreaker. I think it was a big, loud success. <laughs> <laughs> loud, loud being the operative word. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, some decibel alarms on people's eye watches did go off. But who knew there was going to be a terrazzo floor on the second floor of this Brits pub? And of course, there's a beautiful patio outside that we weren't able to do because of the weather. So we were all in this cozy little spot. And what I loved about it, we organized into 10 groups and they had to come up with 10 items that were in their purses or on their person. And it really was quite the competition because I I picked up these things. And I said, people will never have this. They'll never be wearing clogs. Oh, yeah, people were wearing clogs. They'll <laughs> never have a satellite sister pashmina. Of course, there were satellite sister pashminas in the group. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a really tricky one. The Bobby Brown Cassis lipstick that Liz wears and people love. 
Everybody was wearing that shade lipstick, Liz. I mean, there must have been. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and everybody, everybody looked... of telling me, and look, I got it. It's just, it was just amazing. So you thought that was going to be a tough item in the icebreaker. It was not. It was no, not we, we had a three-way tie, which was very tense. So we had some some elimination rounds and just very happy. One team, the one in the, one of the elimination items they had to come up with was a pair of Rothy shoes. And lo and behold, someone I think it was on the pink team that won. We're sorry, yellow team, you were so close. I thought you I thought you had it in the bag, but it was an exciting, loud um, icebreaker. That's what yes. the way I would describe it. Yes, Julie did a great, great job because yeah. it was hard to hard to manage that group, and you did it. You did it. And people really had fun meeting each other and working together, which is the point of the icebreaker. Not right. so but, but there was no pressure. There was no big reveal. Nobody was made to feel uncomfortable. I right. mean, it was just gentle and fun. <laughs> okay. So then the next morning, as Liam said, we, have, we had three activities on Saturday morning. Uh, there was the yoga class, uh, the bead making. And then I was leading a walk from our hotel to the Mary Tyler Moore statue, uh, which is only about 10 minutes away. Uh, but more than 60 of the attendees had signed up for the Mary Tyler Moore walk. So with our event organizer, Sarah Alice, we were a little concerned about how to shepherd that many people through the streets of Minneapolis. So she even got me one of those tour guide flags. I had like the extendable thing and the flag on the top. It was one of my favorite moments of the weekend, yeah. seeing Liz Liz Dolan with the tour guide flag. Oh, yeah. I loved it. So I decided that we would just stroll at a pace where we could also drink our coffee. Most people had some kind of latte with them. This was not a power walk. It was just a nice stroll up Nicolette Mall uh, downtown Minneapolis is so nice, and it was very easy to get around by foot or on public transportation. So it was like a 10-minute walk. People are strolling, but mainly they're chatting. And then we get to the statue itself. And then, of course, it's all about the photos. It's all about the video. We had singles. We had doubles. We had small groups. And then we did do one big, big group photo, which, Leanne, I think you've now made the official photo on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, right? It's yeah, it's really photo. cute. Such a cute photo. I posted that. There will be there will be more photos we'll cycle through this week over there. But that was the first big group photo, and it was great. Yes. We also did a group beret toss. I was <laughs> I had I had purposely acquired a raspberry beret, which of course you all know is one of Prince's most famous songs. So, but I wasn't even the only one in a raspberry beret. I, there were multiple <laughs> raspberry berets and then all kinds of berets, headgear, tam shanters, whatever. So we got some video and some photos of us throwing our uh, headgear into the air, which was super cute. And then, um, so some of these photo highlights, they'll get moved to the main Facebook group and to Instagram. Uh, but then one of the local Satellite Sisters offered an extension walk from there to go see. Minneapolis has a lot of beautiful public art, including a famous Bob Dylan mural, a famous Prince mural, and then also the First Avenue Club, which is a Prince's nightclub. So there was a whole like group that broke off, went down to do the sort of public art slash Bob Dylan slash Prince part of the tour. And all I got to say is a good time was had by all. It just yeah. could, could, could not have been more fun. 
So we encourage people to use the hashtag SatsistersBFW on Instagram and on the main Facebook group or on the Big Fun Weekend Facebook group as you're posting your highly edited selected photos. <laughs> anyway, really great. And then we came back and the yoga class was just finishing. People looked like they had had hot, sweaty, fun, Leon. Like that it was, was a terrific class. Thanks. Thanks to Mary, our yoga teacher. We had 30 people in there. She was just a really good yoga teacher, really soothing. A great way to great way to start the day because people had a lot of dancing to do later on that night. So we were stretching out some muscles. We were and she did I had created that playlist. Um, you know, for the weekend. And Mary had taken the playlist and yogified it. She had found all these acoustic versions of Mamma Mia and Dancing Queen and the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. So that was the music playing in the background, which made everybody laugh and smile. It was just super fun. It was great class. So funny. Great class. And then, Julie, you had your crew beating when we came back from the walk. I, people- that's right. We had a small but small but mighty uh, bead make friendship uh, bracelet making group because, you know, people came with bracelets, but they wanted to make some more. And what I'd say about that, what I loved is because it was a small group, we've had some really great conversations, you know, and that was, again, something that was so special about this weekend. We had events where everybody, you know, was big and loud on Friday night, but this was like great. This was great. This was 10 women sitting around talking, drinking coffee, uh, making, making friendship bracelets and having some some really interesting conversations. So uh, very, uh, very chill as well. Yes. So we had to go rest up because we were doing the podcast after that. But I did want to note that as we had suspected, other Satellite Sisters self-organized another walk in the afternoon to the shade, to the to the sculpture, sculpture garden. garden. Yeah. yeah. Led by a local Minneapolis sister. So we planned some stuff, left big chunks of time open, and and they filled it. Um, we, we don't do a lot of live podcasts. Maybe we've done, I don't know, would you say three in 23 years? Actual mm-hmm. like onstage, in-person podcast recordings. So we were psyched to do it. We had planned a special show. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. So not the usual podcast. Uh, we were able to, and you will hear it on November 7th. Um, but I think what surprised us was when we got a text from our event producer that said like, they are already lined up outside the door because we were doing a tech rehearsal and working things out. It was the first time we had seen the stage. So we had to work out entrances and exits and make sure everything sounded good. And uh, people were lined up, ready to go in the audience. Special shout out to Catherine and Alex, our niece and her husband. They were able to come to the live podcast taping. They live there in Minneapolis. Um, and when those doors opened, people ran in like, I don't know what they thought they were getting. I was like, do they it's like think Black they Friday event or something? <laughs> we had some uh, some cute buttons on the table that they could take, but there weren't any large TVs uh, uh, at some big discount or anything like that. No, but it was, it's just very energizing to be in front of, you know, just a group of familiar faces. Everyone was really psyched to be there. They were all seated at tables. So they pulled the tables and the chairs a little bit closer. And uh, I would say the audience was 98% uh, women and three men in the audience. So we thank you to the three men there. God Um, love you. Yeah, there were laughs, there were tears. We did a quiz show. You know, we we had the op- opportunity to sort of go deep on a couple of topics, and um, and it was just a super satisfying one hour show, wouldn't you say? 
Yes. I, I was fun. really overwhelmed at the end because uh, usually when we do these podcasts, uh, we say, okay, got to go. Bye. You know, <laughs> after we sign off. That's true. Okay. And leave to be, there, to be there to see faces, to hear reactions to our comments. And at the end, that, you know, to receive a standing ovation. I, it was just overwhelming uh, for me. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was absolutely beautiful. So thank you for the love because we felt it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we we had time for either a Q&A or the photo line. And we decided to do the photo line um, because we, we do a lot of Q&A. We had been answering questions all weekend. We just didn't ask us anything show. So we had a great Instagram spot out there with beautiful balloons and, uh, you know, silver in the background. And people stood in line. And for about 45 minutes, we took photos with everyone who wanted a photo. And that was a lot of fun, too. I mean, that was great. There was That was just very energizing. And even, you know, and most of the photos are pretty good. <laughs> I think we have our eyes open in most of them. Yes, we tried hard. Yeah. Thanks to uh, as Sarah Ellis's uh, friend, Danny, who came along to work uh, production for the weekend. She was very patient taking photos for 45 minutes. So she did an incredible job. But that was just great. But then we had to rest up. We had yes. to go back to our separate rooms because, Liz, take us through Mama okay. So then we had we had the Mamma Mia dance party scheduled for the evening, dinner and dance party. And that was scheduled for a 5.30 start time. The doors open for all of the attendees at 5.30. But our entrance, very dramatic entrance, was at 6.15. So while we're upstairs getting dressed in our very special outfits, which we will tell you about in a bit, uh, Sarah Alice, who's downstairs running the show, she starts texting us, you know, first of all, a picture of all the people that are in line super early. Then we get the text that just says opened door early. So way before 530, she had to let them in. The people needed to get in the room. Uh, then we got a text that said almost out of unoaked Chardonnay because <laughs> because as we all know nobody likes that oaky Chardonnay. You knew that. <laughs> Satellite sisters don't like Oki Chardonnay. So so we got that. Then we got another text. We're still up in our rooms trying to get our fake eyelashes to stick on our faces. And then and she sent us one that just said, dance floor already opened. It was like she could not hold them back. She, uh, she could not hold them back. So, uh, so yeah. So finally, at about 610, uh, the three of us met um, with Sarah Alice. And the cheerleaders, right? The cheerleaders. Yes. Cheerleaders were back for their big, uh, big number because this was going to be it. And once again, exceeded expectations in terms of dancing, cheering. They just they brought down the house, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We picked a good song to op come into. Uh, and uh, it was a Prince song, of course. And when those doors opened and the three of us walked in and everybody started cheering. I mean, for one minute, you know what it's like to be a rock star, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Julie, maybe this is a good time for you to explain what we were wearing. Our approach to the costume was dramatic, I think. It was dramatic. And, and surprising. 
and surprising because, of course, the theme was the Mamma Mia dance party. And uh, I appointed myself costume chairman for the three sisters and spent a good part of the summer looking at Mamma Mia costumes online, asking people about costumes, investigating, uh, rep, you know, renting costumes. But I quickly came to the conclusion that we were going to look atrocious if we actually put on <laughs> Mamma Mia costumes. So I was scouring around. Actually, I was walking my dog, Oliver, and we have a little shop here in uh, Dallas called Buddy love and all they sell is sparkly stuff in there and i walked by the store and in the back i saw these caftans but they look like disco balls they were just it's a million not a million but many 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 little silver um uh what am i thinking of sparkles all over them and i thought this would be perfect. So in the spirit of Mamma Mia, a caftan, who doesn't love a caftan? Mm -hmm. And so first I bought one and I put it on. I thought it looked great and the price was right. And I was like, okay, but now I have to convince Leon. And if I can get Leon convinced, then we have two out of the three sisters convinced. <laughs> and I think we can pressure Liz into wearing the caftan. And we mm. all got these so silver sparkly caftans. We had Mamma Mia jewelry. We had headgears. I had platform silver shoes. You had silver slides, Leon. We looked awesome. And they, had, they made quite, quite a statement. Quite, a, quite an entrance into the party room. Yes. There were, but everyone was in costume. The, the costumes were amazing. Everybody made an effort. I have to say the Mamma Mia costumes, there was a big group that all showed up in like the Meryl Streep overalls, you know? So from the cute. Movie. Yes. From the movie, yeah. From yes. the movie. You know the Meryl Streep overalls for the movie. There were like two dozen women that went with the overalls as, as a look. So we have one photo that I'll post of all the overall sisters together. And it's just the cutest thing. But it, people just danced their faces off. Yeah, I mean, we had a little trivia uh, that night, uh, the table trivia, which again, when people can go back and they know the name of Liz's dentist, well, those are real sisters <laughs> fans. crazy. So... And then we handed out disco balls to everybody. There was a costume parade led by uh, Liz and Eddie, a satellite sister, old friend, my old friend Liz and her brother Ed, who came. And they were designated to lead the costume parade to Dancing Queen. And, and then everyone just danced right onto that dance floor. And for an hour and a half, they went crazy. I mean, such fun dancing, dancing in the middle, conga lines, kick lines. <laughs> they were too. I don't. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a conga line as much as I did at <laughs> at, at uh, that event, Leon. I, I was all in. Cheerleaders were still cheering. Yeah. There was a lot of you know the expression "dance like nobody's watching." Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that going on on Saturday night. I mean, just pure joy. Just yes. People, I just pure joy out there. You're just having fun dancing, not, you know, and just everybody celebrating everybody else, which was a, which was a wonderful atmosphere to be in. Right. Yeah. Right. There was absolutely, right. No one, it wasn't weird. If you're wondering, a dance floor full of women, totally not weird. And three <laughs> men, totally not weird. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, thank goodness for the DJ. She definitely had the spirit. So, Okay, we're going to talk some more about some of the takeaways in the in the next segment. But now I just want to mention what the three of us have have agreed was the most delightful and totally unexpected moment of joy. 
And you may already have seen pictures of this online. We're just calling it our escalator moment. Now, we want you to know how and why that happened, because there was no plan for that to happen. Here's what was going on. The party was over upstairs. A lot of the satellite sisters had gone downstairs into the lobby bar. We were upstairs a little bit longer, helping Sarah Alice with some of the organization. And then we were like, whew, just just exhausted. Uh, but we each wanted like a little bit of food and maybe a drink because we hadn't gotten a chance to eat much. So we're up on the second story and we're debating, should we just go over to the elevator and go up to our rooms, change our clothes and then come down to the lobby bar to get something to eat? But we were so, we were just pooped. We were spent. We were, we had nothing left in the gas tank. So just without even thinking about it, the three of us, instead of going upstairs and changing, we just got on that escalator that comes right down into the lobby bar, all three of us together, still in our sparkly caftans, not thinking about this is a moment, but this is what the entrance looked like to the people down there. You can see on the photos, as we're coming down the escalator, the three of us grouped together, there is this unexpected, spontaneous applause, not just from our group, but there were also many cute Icelandic medical sales reps there. They were they were also having a convention there. So everyone was cheering. Everyone was clapping. Wouldn't you say, sisters, that we were just completely taken by surprise? Yes. 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 And it was not a fast elevator. So it was a slow roll down to that bar. So it's like, we took us a moment. This is dawning and they're clapping for us. Oh, oh my God, this is fantastic. It was great. It was really funny. It was just so funny. We had no idea what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. So then we, we just sat at the bar. Other people were around. We got a little food. We got another drink. That overall moment was just totally epic is what I would say, because it was just unplanned, spontaneous joy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And big thanks to whoever bought our drinks. We, oh, yeah. we don't know who we that don't know. Was. We don't know. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. That that was that was very special. And it was so good coming down the elevator. We decided to leave that way, too. Liz, right? <laughs> we did. Yes. <laughs> we could have like, gone, yeah. we gone, the gone to the but, oh no! Let's take the escalator up. We, you know, we we did some waving. That was good. Yeah, uh, we knew it was our moment. That was our moment. Yeah. So, and on Sunday morning, we had a final copy at eight a.m. Uh, uh, and uh, before people took off, and it really was just coffee and tea. But uh, we were just delighted about. I mean, I think we must have had a hundred people show up for the coffee at least. Yes. Uh, yes. And, you know, there were tables and chairs and people were sitting in groups. And I have to say that I had some of the most meaningful conversations I've I've had in a long time at that morning coffee, you know, just with people that because we had bonded during this experience together, um, that people, you know, there was trust and people felt like they could share or wanted to share. And, uh, you know, it was really a beautiful thing. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of coffee, right, Liam? <laughs> It was. We really thought like a half a dozen people would show up and uh, just have a cup as on their way out the door. But no, people, as you said, came and stayed. And at the end, Sarah Alice said, "You know, we 
we've spent $1,200 on coffee this morning. So our <laughs> hotel bill is going to be a little bit higher. I mean, we've always said we'll tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. But I think our new motto is we tackle the world $1,200 worth of coffee at a time. So, Julie, Julie, I would agree. People, it was, I had some very powerful, meaningful conversations that morning as well. Me too, and people yeah. were saying goodbye. They were regrouping. They were forming. They were exchanging contact information. Um, it turned out to be a really, really nice event. I'm glad we did it. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad so many people came. And yes, uh, it was, yeah, it was a great way to wrap up. It was a great up. farewell, a great farewell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, does it sound like a big fun weekend? It absolutely was. We have some lessons that we've learned, and we're going to share those with you when we come back from the break. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Well, as we mentioned, like we have never done anything like this before. This was a big undertaking for us. We've done one-off events. We've done book tours and I don't know. Have we done? We've done comedy nights occasionally, mm -hmm. and we've spoken at or you know at other events where other people have organized it. But this was our first experience doing a three day event, and we did start the planning about a year ago. Um, and we very smartly brought on a very capable event organizer who could do the really hard stuff we didn't know how to do, like the negotiations with the hotel and the caterer and finding the balloon people and finding the bar for Friday night and getting mm -hmm. the DJ and making sure the tables were set and this and that. So she did all the work so we could have a lot of fun. And that made a big difference. But I think there were some lessons we learned that were good takeaways if you're somebody that runs, you know, works on a charity event and you're trying to plan something or you're you're trying to plan your college or high school reunion or a great girls weekend or a family getaway or a conference yourself. We know all of you have big, broad uh, job descriptions. So we thought we'd just run through some of the bigger lessons that we learned from our experience of this year of of planning this event, the big fun weekend. So Julie, let's why don't you go first? You had you had a well, I, I I would say that if you build it, they will come. Um, it really was a leap of faith to put together this weekend event because there is no like there is no notebook for Big Fun Weekend, right? We, it wasn't like, and it wasn't a wedding. It wasn't really a reunion. It was sort of this unique one-off thing. And so it was a leap of faith on our part to sort of commit to a hotel because we were like, we weren't sure anyone would come, right? We had right. big discussions like, well, if nobody signs up, then we can bail and we won't, here's, you know, here's what we'll lose in terms of deposits. But, and on the other side, it was a leap of faith to come to the event, yes. to sign up for what is a big fun weekend? I don't know, you know, <laughs> you know, like, what was that going to be in Minneapolis? Why are we in Minneapolis? Or, you know, or you could come. Or to come to the event solo. A lot of people came solo, and uh, I hope that they all felt welcome because it seemed like such a warm environment where people were really making, you know, Liz, you had the expression, you know, bring a friend, make a friend. I think some real friendships were formed, but it was it was a leap of faith. So I guess one lesson for me is sometimes it is a good idea to take a chance to either organize something you know, you're not sure is going to work or to attend something that might be new and different and something a little out of your comfort zone. So that's good. Yeah. Right. And yeah, agreed. 
another lesson was the branding of Big Fun Weekend. You know, I mean, we all worked on the name. I, I know a lot of women who you give your book club a name or your group of college friends is a name or you have a theme for your family reunion. And that is really fun. But little did we know that by calling it Big Fun Weekend, that name and the merch that went along with it, that in itself would become this big bonding thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. you know, so the people, I mean, of course, I was seeing all the orders coming into the store. So I had a feeling that a lot of people were making a commitment. But it wasn't just the big fun weekend merch. Some people just had a lot of Satellite sister stuff or Stay Noisy stuff. And it, a lot of really important things happened because of that. It, allows, uh, it allowed us to recognize each other in the wild. So even people in the airport could kind of find each other. It was, you know, obviously in the lobby bar, Leon said we could find each other. But even more important, so many people who came told me that it made for an easy answer when people asked, like, what are you doing here? Who are you people? And, you know, they would say, like, explaining to them that, well, there's this podcast and there are these sisters and we're here because of that, 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 that was just too much work. So just having a, you know, a hoodie on that said you were there for a big fun weekend. Enough said. That was, that was fun. <laughs> and it said. It set certain expectations. We joked about how, you know, it's not a conference. We're not doing a lot of learning. We're just trying to have fun. So I, I feel like the name we came up with just sort of put people's expectations in such a happy place. And that's that's what was so much fun about it. Right, 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 right. I talked to... Yeah, there, there were so many smiles, so much. I was just going to say there were so many smiles all weekend long. People were smiling and laughing. Right. I talked to someone who said they were trying to explain wh what they were doing there. And then they just ended up saying, it's a book club because that was easier. <laughs> <laughs> just going away with my book club. But it did set the expectation of fun. So that's the lesson I learned is like, have fun with the fun. Dress the part. I mean, people really did come. They thought about their outfits. We had a lot of Satellite Sisters friends come dressed exactly alike. Like, do we remember mm -hmm. the first afternoon mm -hmm. we saw uh -huh. uh, we saw two women come in with their their with their sweatshirts and their hot pink leggings on, and we were like, "This is amazing." There were other groups of Satellite Sisters that had matching outfits at every single event all weekend. That was great. <laughs> People really went over the top with the Mamma Mia dance outfits was fantastic. It just added to the fun and the spirit. Like when you, once you put on a Mamma Mia outfit, you are going to get on the dance floor. There's no doubt about it. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And I just love seeing people embrace the theme. I mean, let's face it. It's been a long four or five years. And yes. as Julie yes. said, by the time we got to the end of the weekend, we knew everyone's stories and people have had long four or five years, not just mm -hmm. the pandemic, all kinds of things going on in people's lives, you know, very difficult situations that people have been through. And you know what I'm talking about from the, you know, the birth of a baby during the pandemic, losing a spouse, you know, difficulties with a marriage, all kinds of things that people are going through. And so they put on those outfits and it just, it just made for fun. So that was a winner, like theme and winner, it's winner. Also, what worked was those friendship bracelets. You know, Taylor Swift, we totally stole the idea from her. Crafting is not our thing. It was a challenge for some people. But you know what? People came with arms full of bracelets. There was exchanging. I loved all the bracelets I got that said Steffi. I got a lot of those. Uh, Chaos Chronicles. 
People wrote the names of my books on the bracelet. It was just an easy way to exchange and make a connection. And I was handing out all of my bracelets at the end. It was just it was just a simple, fun, easy thing to do that pe- enough people embraced, so it became a fun thing. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I got so many. And, you know, the next day when I was leaving Minneapolis, I had put them all in this like little uh, jewelry pouch. And don't you know, um, I got pulled over for extra um, checking in TSA. They opened my suitcase. They went right to the pouch. And there was this very serious TSA agent pulling out each one of my bracelets that had the tennis ball, first lady's desk. Got a nice one from Oklahoma. I got one that had the Minnesota fight cheer on it. And I wanted to tell him all about it, but um, he he just didn't seem like in the mood for that. (laughs) That's a funny story, Julie, but it was great. I mean, those are wonderful mementos, simple, easy, fun to do. Um, you know, the other lesson is that people will form up these friendship groups. I mean, we saw it with the Thursday night group. There was a group there. I did a book signing in Minneapolis in 2010, right? When Helena Pasadena came out, it was at a J Jill out in a mall in a diner. And at that point, like the radio show was off the air. The podcast was just more of a sporadic thing, but these women came and ever since then they have been friends. They did not know each other that night. They formed a friend group. I refer to them as the J Jillers. They were like the first ones in Friday night. They, you know, <laughs> secured the table. And then the J Jillers all weekend long, they they absorbed a woman from Iowa who was there. And then we saw them Sunday at brunch after the coffee. They're like, we picked up two more women from Arkansas. <laughs> it was just it was so incredible. great. <laughs> I saw people bond on our Facebook page, like make tentative arrangements to travel home from the you know, travel from the airport together to the hotel. And all of a sudden, they're by the end of the weekend, they're friends. You know, that's they're they're sticking together. I saw a group from Atlanta and Georgia. They were forming up at the, at the coffee, exchanging information. I've already seen like, hey, let's do something in Savannah at Christmas on the Facebook group. Fantastic. I I just was overwhelmed by that. You know, we thought in theory that people would do that, mm-hmm. and we encourage people to come as solos, but I didn't know if it would actually happen, and it did. It was just wonderful to see. And then the Mamma Mia dance party. Okay, this is a replicable idea. We want you to steal 100% because we stole it. So four years ago, I emceed a a fundraiser for the cancer support community. And the backstory is that at the time, I had just been diagnosed with cancer. But I did not really want to announce that to the public yet. So I had to go to this Mamma Mia dance party and emcee it. And I wore a sparkly sequin jumpsuit and I had a cute hair thing. Um, and I thought, well, this seems like a strange theme. And then I saw 200 women show up in their Mamma Mia outfits, ready to party. The dance floor was filled. And I just remember being overwhelmed. Now, I was sad I couldn't really partake because I was the MC and the auctioneer and I had work to do. <laughs> but I said at the time, like, if we ever do something you know, similar for Satellite Sisters, we have to do that Mama Mia dance party. And when we were talking about the plan for the weekend, Saturday night, what should we do? I was like, Mama Mia dance party. And Julie did it. It paid off. It's a great, it was, it was a great idea. I called my husband, uh, you know, and I think on Sunday morning and he said, well, how did the dance party go? Did anyone dance? Oh my goodness. Did anyone dance? (laughs) You know, I just talked to a lot of women that night that said, 
I don't get that much opportunity to dance. You know, I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't go to that many weddings or, or even with my husband, I don't dance like this, you know? And, <laughs> and no, it was so inspirational that I went live. Satellite Sisters Instagram went live on, so on Instagram, in our Facebook group and in the Big Fun Weekend Facebook group, all three of you got like live views of what was happening on the dance floor. We didn't need to produce anything. It was just like, look at this. Mama Mia, look at this. I mean, you just, I mean, it was a good reminder what, uh, you know, what, a, uh, what joy comes from dancing and from being with people. Again, no judgment here. You know, people were dancing like nobody was looking and uh, for sure. And that was that was a great thing. It, you know, an expression did break out on the dance floor, which was what happens in Minnesota stays in Minnesota. <laughs> but Monica was so funny. Monica was doing a lot of dancing. And then at one point she came over to me. I know she said it to you guys, too. She said, this is like a cruise ship on land is what's happening here. <laughs> well, I have to give a shout out to our DJ, Miss Britt. She was terrific. Uh, our event producer found her. But uh, you know, originally I got a message like, you know, can you give her a playlist or what do you want? And my only direction was only bangers, Miss Britt. We don't need any slow music. We just need an hour and a half of just dance song after dance song. I probably gave her seven songs total. I gave her some key music cues. Our first song, of course, was Mamma Mia. I knew our last song was going to be We Are Family, which is a song I have literally resisted using on any Satellite Sisters project for 23 years, right? Because it just is so obvious. But um, what I loved was in the middle of the party, people started requesting things. So, yes, there was some bon, John Bon Jovi, some yes. Bon Jovi. That yes. was fun. Some Pink came out. And then We Are Family was the last song. And by then it was like, oh, we are family. We had, we had all our sisters with us. It was it was just a delight. Like only bangers, no slow songs. Just play all the fun stuff. People can that's, sing along and dance along. That's the way to go, people. Totally replicable. The Mama Mia dance party, use it for anything. That's, I guess, a lot of um, bridal showers use it as a theme, which I only know oh. because I we, we had to all, you know, get some trinkets and stuff for the dance party. And I saw all this bridal shower slash Mama Mia, um, uh, uh, you know, stuff oh. online. Yeah, yeah. But this was just more fun because we didn't have to go to Cabo San Lucas for the weekend and pay a lot of money. It was just one dance party. <laughs> Everybody was in. Everybody had disco balls. Everybody was enjoying it. It was just really a delight. As you said, Julie, a lot of joy in dancing. Easily replicable. And just the whole thing exceeded our expectations in every way. Yes. Yes, absolutely, Liz. I, you know, as a producer... It was nice to be able to let go of the production end of it. Uh, it was just extraordinary because we had Sarah, Alice, and Danny who were so talented and were taking care of everything. But I thought Saturday night after the dance party, I thought, no notes. Would not change a single thing from the weekend. <laughs> like, I know. I was really sad after the dance party. I was like, oh, it's almost over. I don't want this to be over, you know? I mean, that was really when that last song, I was sort of tearing yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that's why the escalator moment was so unexpected, because <laughs> yes. we thought it was over. And no, there's more, more fun, more joy. All right. Stay with us. Uh, when we come back, we have uh, Paisley Park and a few other things. Also, we're going to tell you about um, sort of the special schedule for doing for the end of the shows, the, the shows at the end of this year. So stay with us. 
Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, you can, you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, Liz, a youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, what I'm recommending. (laughs) By the way, you're just going to (laughs) buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. 
Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, we are back, and I'm just going to say it flat out. We are off next week. Phew. Uh, <laughs> October 24th, give us a break. We're taking next week off. But we're coming back on October 31st with a special episode. We're going to be interviewing two of the women we love from MEA. You know, we're really we're really thankful that MEA, uh, which is the world's first wisdom school, was the presenting sponsor of the Big Fun Weekend. So on October 31st, uh, Christine Sperber, who is one of the three co-founders of MEA, and Carrie Cardinal, who leads the Reframing Retirement Workshop, is going to join us for the whole episode talking about transition and retirement and finding purpose in your life. And I took an online workshop from Carrie a few months ago that I really got a lot out of. So, um, you know, and more than ever, having talked to so many of you at Big Fun Weekend, Everyone is going through some kind of transition and could use a little bit of guidance around that, maybe some goal setting around that, and certainly community around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could feel it this weekend for sure. And that's why MEA was such a great partner for us in the spirit of what the Big Fun Weekend was. So that's what we will be doing uh, on our episode the week of October 31st. And then on the week of November 7th, we are starting a series uh, that will take us to the end of of the year here in 2023. And uh, on November 7th, you're going to hear the live podcast from this weekend. So if you're in Minneapolis, you have some idea of where we're going. But we decided to revisit the Satellite Sisters' Uncommon Senses. Now, longtime listeners will know that this is a book we put out in 2001, where we identified five uncommon senses that help us shape our life and our goals and bring meaning to the things that we do. It's the sense of connection, the sense of self, the sense of humor, the sense of direction, and the sense of adventure. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Liz and I did a live talk and it was around the sense of connection. And we realized after doing that, like, there is such great knowledge and wisdom and experience here. And we never, take the opportunity on the podcast to talk about those senses and Mm -hmm. to talk about what we've learned over the last 20 years and how those uncommon senses have shaped our work lives and our personal lives and our, you know, our relationship to community. So we decided for the last five shows of this year, instead of doing the normal format, we're going to focus on those uncommon senses. So the first one, November 7th, will be the sense of connection. That's what we talked about in Minneapolis. You'll hear that live show. And then the next four shows will follow, uh, you know, sense of self, sense of humor, sense of adventure, and sense of direction. And that will take us to the end of 2023. So breaking format a little bit, just as to do, um, dig a little deeper, do some deeper dives on this topic, uh, you know, bring together some of the things and the values that we have that we think um, the whole community shares. So we're gonna, that's what we're doing till the end of 2023. I'm really looking forward to those shows, Liam. That will be fun material to talk about because as you say, we don't do it very often on the podcast. Right. No. And we wrote, you know, we, you know, some time has passed be- between writing and thinking about that book and the, li- you know, the experiences we've had since then and to reflect back on some of those themes 
with our new wisdom and uh, our new broader set of experiences, I think will be really valuable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I agree, Julie. I agree. So looking forward to that. So, you know, from here on out, it's, it's a little bit different format for Satellite Sisters, and we hope you enjoy it. Okay. Well, just in case you thought the dance party part of the show was over, <laughs> not true. Here we are at Entertaining Sisters. So after you know, 12 gallons of coffee on uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> Many of you had left. Jul Julie, you, you left. You had an earlier flight. Correct. Uh, Leon and I finally made our pilgrimage to Paisley Park. Now, Paisley Park was the creative sanctuary that Prince opened in 1987. He was 29 years old when he built this giant place, right, Leon? <laughs> I am 65,000 square feet, Liz. If you're in real estate, you know that's a lot of square feet. Yeah. In the middle of a cornfield in Chanhassen, Minnesota. Like, what the heck? So, <laughs> so we, I've always wanted to go to Paisley Park. You know we are huge uh, Prince fans. So we went out there. We signed up for the VIP tour. There's the basic Paisley experience. Then there's the VIP tour. Then there was one above that, which we didn't think we were up for. So, um, and I got to say, I totally recommend it. If you're, if you're in Minnesota, if you are a Prince fan for sure, but even if you're a serious music fan, I mean, one of the greatest musicians of our generation, and it's all there, right, Leon? Like, right. Repository, yeah. It's all there. Yeah, I mean, I loved seeing every piece of it because Liz, he's just an artist that controlled every part of his life. Yes. And from what he looked like, you know, to how he produced his music, to who he worked with, to how he wanted his music distributed to the public. And you can see pieces of that as you walk through Paisley Park. It was great. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. really fantastic. So... Um, he would create his music there. He would record things there. He would perform. They shot a bunch of his videos there. He would rehearse his own dancers there for when they were going out on tour. The rehearsals, there was a giant Hollywood-sized soundstage. That's where they produced like the films, Sign of the Times, things like that. We saw the motorcycles from Purple Rain. Come on, you gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, you, you would describe yourself as a Super Prince fan. I'm not a Super Prince fan. Super yeah. Prince fan. And it's still... did you uh, did you wear the raspberry beret to yes. the Okay, yeah. good Liz. Okay. I, and and they okay, that's interesting you ask about that, Julie, because it's also very reverent there. Right. It's not like some museum and it's not biographical. It's really just Prince the artist. It is about his career. They're not telling you all about everything he ever did or where he's, you get a little bit of where he was born, but really it is, this man was an artist and now you're going to see all the forms that that took. So they take your phone away from you when you go in, Joel. Huh? Locked in one of those locked bags. And I think we both felt, Leon, like that was really great. Because yes. it really did focus your attention on what you're seeing, what you're experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't become just a big photo op. It's not people taking selfies or do this or that. You can really, as again, I, I think reverent is the right thing. Like the people that work there had a certain tone of voice, a certain way of carrying themselves. They are trying to carry on Prince's work. And that did not include like, a lot of phones everywhere. So yeah. you sort of have to buy into the 
the whole ethos when you walk in the door and it makes a big difference. And then even when they give you your phone back, I didn't even take my phone out. You're like, okay, fine. This is great. I get it. I just want to, I just want to absorb what's here. But Julie, to answer your question in one studio, in studio B, they set up like, you know, an, an Instagram camera so that you can stand in front of this big mural of Prince with his big purple uh, piano behind you and they will take a photo of you and then email that to you. Oh. And, and luckily for me, I had my raspberry beret with me. <laughs> so that's when I went. So you signed up for that photo, I assume. Liz. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Well, it, it was, was free. It was free. Yeah, Everyone gets free. one. They're just, yeah. yeah. This is the one, this is the one photo opportunity you have. So I'll, uh, I'll post that in the, uh, in satellites at Sat Sisters Instagram and in the regular Facebook group so that you can see it's just me, me and my dorky looking raspberry beret, but I don't care. I was so happy to be there. Uh, and, and if you're wondering, should I wear purple to the print store? Please do. Like everyone on the tour was princed out. They had purple sneakers, purple hats. They had Prince t-shirts. They had purple nails. They had purple hair. I mean, they really, that is totally appropriate. That's completely yeah. in the spirit of the tour is to dress in purple. Cause yeah. you know what? Many, many things at Paisley Park are purple. Even the cones, Julie, out in the out in the driveway, cones. they're purple. The cones oh. are purple. Like the couches are purple. Everything's purple. It's fantastic. And you know, when he wasn't touring the world, this is where he lived. So he lived in the building. All of his costumes are there. His guitars are there. His pianos are there. His customized studios, that photo op was in Studio B, but there were, he's got a digital studio, he had an analog studio. And then there's this, I can only call it like a, it was like a weird little mini kitchen, right, Leanne? Yeah. Like, that's where he would eat pancakes and watch basketball. He watched both the, Timber, the T NBA Timberwolves and WNBA Lynx. Huge, huge basketball fan. Who would have guessed, Right. Liz described it as the kitchen you would see in a courtyard Marriott. And she's right. Like, that's what it looked like. It was just funny. It was hard to believe anything ever got made there. But apparently he loved making pancakes. He also loved ping pong, Liz. There was also a ping pong table. Oh, well, that's right. Ping pong. <laughs> was it purple? Was it purple ping pong? Yes, yes, yes. Julie. Yes. yes. No, it, was? yes it was? Okay. Yes, Julie. Yes. Everything's purple. Okay. Something <laughs> could be made in purple. It's purple. Yeah. And two other personal details before, Leah and I want you to talk about the special exhibit we saw, but two other, like, only Prince details. Uh, when you're in the atrium and you're looking upstairs, you're so you, the tour doesn't go upstairs, so I'm assuming that's where a lot of his home was. What do they have up there? Not one, but two cages of doves, Julie. They have <gasps> doves. They have Prince's doves still live at Paisley Park. Wow. wow. So, so how about that? And then also, as we said, he's a hoops fan, playing as well as watching, apparently, because we got there early, of course, because, of course. So the Dolans, yes. Yeah. So we were sitting outside. There was like this picnic area almost, but tables and chairs. And then right near there, there was this little hoop. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, they must have like kids groups here to play to play basketball because the hoop was very low. No, Julie, that was Prince Soup. Oh, I know. When you said he played basketball, I was imagining, how is that going to work for him? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Scale. Well, Prince, Prince was 5'2", so the hoop is set for Prince. And why not? This is his sanctuary. If he wants to put the hoop there, put the hoop there. So 
There were just enough of those very personal things that really made you feel like, wow, you are inside someone's world. Yeah. Like, for instance, the special exhibit was um, an exhibit of his shoes, Julie. So he had everything was custom, obviously. Again, because he was a complete artist, he he thought about every single outfit he ever wore right down to the shoes. Uh, the clothes were so small, you can't believe it. Like even, I mean, they were like uh, his teeny tiny. He was teeny tiny. Yeah, he was teeny yes. tiny, and his feet were teeny tiny. But they had over three hundred pairs of his custom made shoes, and like wow. interviews with the shoemakers, and which were sort of fascinating because he was also dancing his heart out up there and performing. So all the heels had sort of steel reinforcement so that they wouldn't break in the middle of his split or something like that. Oh. Um, but 300 pairs of shoes that matched the outfits for everything, everything from he was just going to sit courtside at the Warriors game. So he had a pair of shoes made, you know, yeah. it was just every on uh, every tour, hundreds of pairs of shoes were made for the tour and taken on tour with, you know, hundreds of outfits for him. He was a size men, six and a half. I don't it, it even looks smaller. I mean, he was. He, I mean, I don't. Th I could not fit into Prince's shoes. That's for sure. And uh, <laughs> but it was fascinating to see the craftsmanship and the work he gave to these shoemakers and how seriously they took it. And they said the worst thing was when they would see him perform live. They were just terrified that the shoes were going to fall apart because he was working so hard. But it was stunning. Wow. It was super fun to see all the shoes. Yeah. And then my favorite thing was he had this one hallway was full of what they call the influences mural, Julie. So this mm -hmm. was originally, he was he did a long residency at the Rio in Vegas for a while. So they had created this originally for the hallway uh, at the Rio that he walked from his dressing room out to the stage to get him inspired before he went out to perform. And then they moved that to Paisley Park and made a few changes. So on the influence wall, he wanted one side of artists who had influenced him, and then uh -huh. the other side of artists he had influenced. So on the influenced me part of the mural, it was just beautiful and so thoughtful and just amazing. So it was James Brown, Sly Stone, Earth, Wind & Fire, Jimi Hendrix, Carlos Santana, and then there were two women on that part of the mural. Really? Okay. Yeah. Chaka, Chaka Khan. Chaka yes. Khan. Okay. Another one of your favorites. Like. Another one of my favorites. And then yeah. who else? Joni Mitchell, Julie. Really? Joni Mitchell was on the uh, on the influence mural. And uh, they were friends. They talked a lot. He performed A Case of You a lot in shows, uh, his own cover of that. So it was so interesting to me because, you know, I'm taking that class on Joni Mitchell's great. That's right. Right now. So I, uh, I, you can't take a picture of it, of course, or anything. It's very hard to find pictures of it. But I did email my professor in the course the other day to say, hey, believe it or not, I was at Paisley Park and Joni is there on Prince's mural. Just in case you didn't know that, there she is. He just, he just really loved and admired Joni Mitchell. So anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a detail I did not know. And I hope you get... Extra points for brown your professor with that little detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say, Prince, could he be any better than you already thought he was? Yes, he could be. Wow. <laughs> That's all. It was, it was really a great visit.
Right. And worth the VIP tour. I would say oh, when Lynn said we were doing like it. the yeah. two hour tour, I was like, oh, okay, the two hour tour, but fantastic to go see the studios where he created the music because he had such a specific recording style, you know, recording one instrument at a time. And we had all these little soundproof booths. So to how to execute that, it was great. It was great. All in all, just top notch weekend in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie, I, I know you wanted to make sure that we thank the audience because Everyone that attended, we can't thank you enough. Don't you think? We can't. Yeah, it was such that a gift is it. It was, it was a gift to us. It was, you know, a powerful community. And we just felt the, felt your love so much. Then, And we're so grateful for that. Liz, did you have any last thoughts? I don't know. It was, it was really a lot. I felt like, you know, we went there thinking like we were really going to have to put out that, it, you know, it was a demanding weekend for us. But we got so much more back, you yeah. know, just yeah. so many, just, I'm just thinking of it, just the number of bracelets I got that say cooking with Liz on them. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really just a total exchange of uh, love and joy. And <laughs> so really, really great. It was big fun as advertised. All right. We would like to thank, of course, our sponsors. A big thanks to MEA for supporting the whole weekend and the rest of the season of Satellite Sisters. Thank you so much. The world's first wisdom school. We have to thank our event producer again, Sarah Alice Kaiser. She did an amazing job. Uh, She's so competent at hers that we could just enjoy the weekend, have fun and do our jobs well. But as as Julie and Liz both said, it did not feel like work for us. It felt like an exchange of energy. It was amazing. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk, uh, Emily Loudermilk Boragine. She was a trivia question. And Emily, you'll be glad to know everyone knew the name of our graphic designer. All tables got that. Uh, Emily created so many of the graphics for the big fun weekend, and we were able to use the graphics she's created for the show all throughout the weekend. We printed them up as small little posters and gave them out to people as prizes. And it just brought the spirit of the sisterhood to Minneapolis to see your graphics there, Emily. Sergio Enriquez, thank you for everything you do. Also a trivia question on Saturday night. A lot of Sergio fans. In fact, Sergio, several <laughs> women wanted to see you in person, Sergio. I know. They <laughs> were, Sergio, they were like disappointed that you weren't there, you know, in the Mamma Mia dance party. They were really hoping. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to Photoshop you onto that escalator, I think, at some point, Sergio. <laughs> Um, uh, all right. Our to-do list. I'm going to start. I literally found myself Googling, can I get frozen walleye in California? I mean, (laughs) I had walleye, which is a nice lake fish from Minnesota. Every single day when I was there, I had, I had pan seared walleye. I had walleye spread. I had walleye hash. It's a delicious fish. And so Mm -hmm. if any of the Minnesotans uh, have a good lead on where I can get some frozen walleye fillet sh- shipped to me. I would love to know the, that information because it's delicious walleye. All right, Liz, what's on your to-do list? Okay, well, believe it or not, and I don't know if I'm really going to be able to make it because I'm so exhausted right now. I, of course, have tickets to see the Taylor Swift movie on Saturday. So will I be able to rally for that? I don't know. I feel uh, like Liz, I be... Liz, put slap those bracelets back on, okay? <laughs> Maybe even the cat, uh, captain, and the, the 
turbaned head head thing you were wearing. Yeah. Like, you're going, sisters. So yes. You're going. That's the, you know, come on. The silver captain, I think of that as more of a Beyonce event <laughs> than a Taylor Swift event. But whatever. Okay. I'm going to rally. It's this Saturday. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. How about you, Julie? This is hard to believe, but I am leaving again. I am going to my high school reunion. This is my oh 50th high school reunion. I'm going to Connecticut. I'm very excited to see some of my classmates. Um, I, I'm thinking of bringing the caftan. I'm just, you know, going all out. I don't know. What do you do? You think I should take that? Was that too much of a statement, or what? Or well, should I go with the it. rule? Was what happens in Minnesota should stay in Minnesota? <laughs> Maybe, but I. I said this to a couple of people at the coffee. I'm not sure this reunion's going to be as great as Big Fun Weekend. I, I'm going to go with a full heart. I'm going to be excited. But we no, had quite no. an experience. And, we did. Uh, transformative. And as you It's said. transformative. And it's something I'm, I'm still processing. I'm holding dear. So, but I, I, I'm going. I'm going to high school reunion. Yes. <laughs> That's, there you go, Julie. Sense of connection. Stay connected. Good work. Good work. All right, sisters, rest up. Rest up. And, uh, and don't forget, call your satellite sister.